This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to the City event. This is episode 19. Um, you may recognise my voice. My name is Adam. I'm back. Maybe back for good, Chris. What do you think? Well, it sounds like a bit of a take that song, to be honest with you, mate. But um, you yeah, you're back. You're back. Are we and, sing? uh, Are we singing? Are we singing? Uh, go on then. You start off and then I'll join in with you. I guess now it's time. Oh, well, that was good, that, <laughs> Impress myself a little bit there. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, obviously, I've had a bit of hiatus, guys. Um, personal thing going on and what have you. So, um, felt like it was time to come back, and I really miss these guys. So, ready to get back into it. So, you've got myself, Adam. You've got Chris. Hello. You've got our two friends as well. You've got Deck with us. He's waving, but he's not saying hello, so you don't know he's there. No, he's here. He's here. All right, Deck, and then we've got hey. Andy as well. All right, whose voice you'll be familiar with, um, who stepped in. Uh, very well for me when I was away. So uh, we've got lots to discuss in today's uh, episode. Uh, the first thing is the Stockport game on the agenda. Um, so it's just to discuss what what happened and what our thoughts were on it. So I'll go to you, Chris, on this one to start. Ah, oh, mate, I'll tell you what. First of all, I'm just going to say it's good to have you back. And it feels like this is now the full, you know, we've got the team now. We've got everything in place. It's exciting. And obviously all we want to do is bring quality content to City fans stop pot <laughs> um, yeah I think we got schooled I think we got bullied big time I don't think we had anybody who particularly played very well it was always going to be one of those challenges that we had to win um, and it just didn't get going I think even if we'd have played for about another you know another 90 minutes or so I don't think we would have scored I think if we'd have played until now we wouldn't have scored what about you what did you think what did you how did you feel about that just a frustrating game wasn't it they they played well uh, for me especially that first sort of 30 minutes 35 minutes they were absolutely all over us and the funny thing was uh, during the game I sat with Deck and it's the first time I think I've ever heard him swear um, and I think that that's just, we all had the same frustrations because we just never looked like we were going to score. We could have played for 90 more minutes, like I think Andy alluded to, and it wouldn't have come. So going going on to you, Deck, what, what are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I wasn't impressed at all, as you were, <laughs> as you've quite pointed out there. Yeah. Um, it just, it was just, they just lacked everything. It just didn't look like anything like the team that they have been recently. Um, Do you feel like we're missing do you feel like we're missing something? I mean, I say missing something or missing someone. For me, I mean, I'll, I'll put this to you guys, but Jamie Walker, for me, we needed him, that sort of player, to get the game by the scruff of the neck, to make something happen. And 
I don't think we have anybody like that apart from him, do we, in the squad? Or do it? I, I think we're missing Scott Banks, to be honest, massively. Because Dion has come back and is not showing this the player that he's been that he was last season, is he really? Let's be honest. He's not done much. And going down that right side, Halliday had a stinker on Saturday. And there were no and Dion Pereira, I think he touched the ball like three or four times in the whole half. For, for me, we're missing Scott Banks is adventurous the way is, the way he drives forward. But is that Dion's fault not having touches on the ball? Because he said he's touched it four times, but is that people not getting the ball to him? Is he not getting the service? But because I think again, me and Deck were speaking about this. The way we set up the two um forwards, your right forward, left forward, you know, Dion and Tari, very isolated. The shape just for me were totally wrong. They couldn't get on the ball because they were just totally out of it. Um, was that more the problem, or was it? Is it? Is it Dion? Is he just not come back the same player? Is he struggling? I, I think he's struggling. Um, I, I think it's gonna. I think he'll come good, but I think it's just taking him time. It's a totally different squad than what he left in it last season. We've got yeah. a brand new squad. He doesn't know half of these lads, and he's trying to work his way into it. And I think everybody expected him to just hit the ground running where he was last season. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. I think he does need a bit of time to get into it. But no, I think you're right in terms of we need to be making sure the passes are getting to him. But on the flip side, he needs to be showing as well. And he just wasn't. And he doesn't seem to have that sort of like chemistry with uh, Halliday. It's a fair point. Yeah, I, I think... just feel like we need to be patient. I mean, what about you, Chris? Sorry, mate. Yeah, just jumping in there. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And the thing is that you look at the squad that we had last year with Dion, and he was obviously probably the star of that team. It's a completely different squad. It's a different way of playing. Um, I think he's struggling. I, I, are we being a little bit unfair because it's, what, three, maybe four games into his run so far? I don't know. I, I don't want to keep using that as an excuse, but we've just not seen the same player. The, the player who took on defenders, put great balls into the box, or tried to put great balls into the box, actually. Um, and I just don't think we've seen that at all. And maybe maybe Halliday is a bit of an issue with that. I don't, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, it's a completely different squad. He's got to learn how to, to to play with these players as well, just as everybody else in this squad is having the same problem themselves. See, for me, I, I think Dion's getting a lot of flack and I don't think it's totally warranted. I don't think he's been overly awful. He's not been, for me, when I've watched him, I don't think he's been really wasteful on the ball. I just don't think he's getting it enough of it, personally. The lad's got talent, we all know that, and I think he's going to hit some form. He's probably going to have a blinding game next time he plays and probably shut us all up, which is what we want. Maybe I've got some apprehension about having a go at players, given my history of Andy Cook. I don't know, but <laughs> I just like Dion and I feel like he's going to come He's going to come good. But I will agree that he's not done a lot, but is that more the shape or is it, you know, is it just, you know, things adjusting around him possibly? Um, but going back to my point, are we missing Jamie Walker? That's the key man for me, because I think Andy's saying that we're missing Scott Banks. But, but in my eyes, there's one man that we're missing, and it's Jamie Walker. And, and again, I'll go to you, Deck, with this one. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I mentioned to you, Jamie Walker. You just miss that bit of passion, um, sort of in that second half when we were going for it. If I just think if he were in there, he'd be trying to get the players up for it, and he'd be saying like, "Come on, lads, let's have a go here." Because we, we we found we found points where we could get in. But Songo had that effort, that volley, which I which I said to you just before that as well. I said Songo's going to score, and we're all going to love it. And he just <laughs> missed it. I was gutted. Um, I, to me, I can't get over him falling over the ball. What the bloody hell going on there? 
I've, I've picked up. I've seen a couple of Stockport fans have picked up on that out of the whole day. They've said that's the mm. best thing. Yeah, oh, that, 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 about that. Yeah, that, that was ridiculous. Well, for anybody that didn't see it, I, do you know what? I'm going to explain it the best I can because I'm, I'm not quite sure what happened to be honest. But he seemed to sort of stand on the ball and it sort of slipped under him and he, it took his legs away, and the ball sort of rolled over towards a corner flag and he just stood there and put his hands up in the air for some reason, and then the ball stayed in play, didn't it? And he ran over and got the ball and booted it forward. And it was just like, what had just happened? It must. Have, it felt like a really long time, though, didn't it? It felt like it was about 30 was seconds. Free, do you know what? I just remember seeing it and just going, is this real life? Because the way that it happened, was just <laughs> I just don't even understand how that even happened. Surely that was just, yeah, it was mental. But, I mean, if anyone's got any uh, clips of that on YouTube or Twitter, obviously, please tag us in that because I'd like to see it again, to be honest. Yeah, please do. It's one of my own goals and gaps in it and videos that they show, you know. Yeah. But years gone by, I used to get them videos with somebody presenting it and it were all these weird and wonderful things that happened on a football pitch, including Nick Hancock. And Nick Hancock. Yeah, that's it, Nick Hancock, you've got it. Um, but going on a point you mentioned there, so obviously I mentioned Walker and I feel like we are missing him closing balls down and getting, you know, getting forward and he just doesn't give up on anything. But Songo's another name you mentioned. For me, this season, he's not put a foot wrong. Well, apart from that, apart from that, but that didn't lead to anything. But he hasn't put a foot wrong. So does it? Does he deserve a spot back in, Chris? Come to you. Um, it's a difficult one. I think there's a lot more quality in this team. I mean, for me, last season he was the player of the season. For me, there was no doubt. Even though he was, you know, he was, he was playing in a position that that he's, you know, it's not his most preferred position where, you know, he's probably a, more of a defensive central midfielder. Um, but he's Mr. Reliable, isn't he? Absolutely Mr. Reliable. Um, you know that if you bring him on with about 10, 15 minutes to go, you, you're probably going to win. I know it's a couple of times he's come on and it hasn't happened, but that's that's what Songo does. And, and I think that he's just, yeah, he, he's just a typical... Uh, workhorse who does a lot for the team. He does. Um, he will put his, you know, he put his his, his life on the line, literally, to, to to stop the ball from going towards a, a striker. And I think that that's something that hopefully, fingers crossed, we can keep him. Um, I mean, imagine that obviously with him being a sub now, whether he'll want to stay past January. That's the concern. Uh, but I just think he's the perfect player to bring off the bench. Do you? I mean, for me, yeah. I see I see him as, you know, like you said, a starting player for probably every team in this league, pretty much. Um, in what position that would be, I don't know. But I just, I feel like, would he show that defence up a little bit? Because it has looked a little bit shaky over the last few games. And for me, I just want to pick up on this one. In that first half, who was the worst out of the two centre-backs? I know this sounds really negative, but we've got to, let's be talking about it, let's be honest. For me, I don't think the right one went off. I, I feel like Matty Platt had an absolute stinker in that first half, especially on Saturday. And I thought we were a bit unfair on Timmy. Timmy didn't have a great game, let's be honest. But did the wrong player go off, Andy? Um, no, not for me. Not for me. I, I know Matty Platt is, when he gets closed down quickly, he gets a bit scared and worried with ball, doesn't he? And that's when mistakes happen with him. But for, for me, Timmy, he didn't win an head. He, he, he couldn't challenge and he kept losing his man. Every time you're getting beaten, is it, were it um is it Aidan Mullins? Is that who it is that were on their side there? It he he had the run of both of them. The, I think I think they both played pretty poorly. It, probably the worst I've seen a defensive pairing play for us this season. 
And is that inexperience? Because if you've got the likes of Songo in that position, would he have dealt with them better because he knows where they're going to be? And, you know, they bullied them, didn't they? Even, even Madden won an header against Hodisuna at one point. And I'm thinking, what? You know, he's, he's a midget. Like, what were going on? Is it just because they were bullying him, they were pushing back into him, they were using all, you know, the... Do you know, know the... with, with, with Songo, I, I think he's not so much suited to this Mark Hughes style of football, but we need him because he's going to be called upon for these really grotty games that where it's backs to the wall where you need where you need a man to be able to throw themselves in front of anything and take one for the team and he's that sort of player to get down and dirty but i don't think he's got the quality enough for the sort of like passing style of the game or the speed either that Odisuna brings i think the worry is with Songo i think looking at the form of Markham at the minute and Derek Adams, they're not doing very well and he, he likes Songo. So if, if he's not getting picked, I think come January, it could be a case where Derek Adams thinks if he's still in a job, that is, um, he might have a look at him. Do, would, would somebody want to leave this squad at the minute? I mean, we, we'll talk about that actually um, with other players, but does somebody, even if you're not involved, because Mark Hughes... He likes to do this. He has a lot of squad rotation throughout the season. People will get minutes. Would would he want to leave a team like us on the up when Markham are really struggling? Personally, I think no. But there's just that little niggle there that, that worries me. That if certain players aren't getting games, that they might just, just look to go elsewhere. Players want to play, don't they? I guess, you know, that's what they're in the game for. You're not in the game yeah. for a long time, eh? You want to play a game. So, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I... I mean, I'd hope that he wouldn't go back to Morecambe. Absolutely not. They, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, the fans are completely against uh, Derek. Not that I ever mentioned him whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but I think I think that we are going to have to accept that there will be players that want to leave in January. However, the way that I see that is that we will then bring in players in January that want to play for the club. I mean, obviously, as a, a professional footballer, you're going to get frustrated if you're not playing every week and you're going to want that. And if you've got that ability and, you know, to, to play in League One, League Two, probably more League Two, then you're going to go for that and, you know, you're going to extend your career or, or play somewhere else, should I say. Um so I don't think that that's something that's going to be surprising. I think that that is something that we're just going to have to deal with. But then again, what's why is this season any different to the the other seasons? Players come and they go. Yeah, and we see it all the time, don't we? Bradford City. I mean, the amount of players that have come in this this season has been ridiculous, hasn't it? The numbers um, and to say that where we are in the table, what we've got to quite try to remember a little bit off topic here on what you just said, Chris. But they're still almost gelling as a team. They're not used to playing together. And to say where we are in the league, I think is brilliant. I don't feel like we've seen a polished performance yet from this this group of players. I know we beat Stevenage 3 0. We're flying again, by the way, top of the league. <clears throat> but there's more to come. And I feel like that's the that's the thing we need to sort of hold on to. But I still feel like there's positions where he's finding his best players in them, to be honest. For me, Gilead, I just want to point Gilead out here. He has been absolutely phenomenal all season in pretty much every game. Yeah. And I don't think he gets enough plaudits on, on uh, Twitter or anywhere. I mean, people say it now and again, but he has been consistent in every game. Him and Harry Lewis, for me, have been standout players all season. Andy, I'll go to you on this one. What are your thoughts on that, mate? Mate, you're preaching to, to the converted with Gilead. He's come back a different player this season, hasn't he? He's come back from playing primarily out wide and he's coming to middle. And it's like it's the position that he should have always played. 
you, you wouldn't think that he's new to it, would you? It's bizarre. It's, it's like the Joe Linton situation almost. I know he's a striker or whatever, but at Newcastle. And then he's, he's been phenomenal, hasn't he? Everyone wanted rid of Joe Linton. And now he's like, you know, this character that they're all totally in love with. And I feel like Gilly's done that because he got so much stick. But again, we, we've talked on this loads of times in the podcast, but I think because he was built up as being our main signing at the time, the winger that we remembered, and it didn't quite work out. But yeah, is it is it because he's matured in his play and he's a little bit more calmer on the ball and things like that that he's better in that position? I'm not um, sure. If it, I don't, I'm not sure if it's that. I think it's maybe more the fact that he's just in a position that he probably didn't expect that he was going to be in. And actually, he's excelling in that position. Mark Hughes has obviously seen something in him that goes, OK, I think you can play in central midfield. Um, and as I mentioned before, he's a proper workhorse. He, you know, he will defend if he has to, but he'll also be up there if we need to attack. He's Honestly, he's a proper engine. Um, and yeah, I, Andy, what do you think, mate? He, 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 there's not much more to say on him, is there? I think I think the chemistry he's built up with Richie Smallwood is outstanding, especially in such a short, short space of time. I know we're alluding to the fact a lot that this team's still gelling, but them two, they just seem to understand each other properly and straight off the bat. Yeah, last last uh, Saturday probably wasn't the best performance in midfield for me from either of them, but nine times out of ten this season, they have run it. And they both know the roles. And I, th- I think Smallwood has to be bigged up for it massively because I think he's holding Gilly's hand through this sort of like transition period that he's going through into this new position as well. It's a good point on, on Smallwood. And, and you, people keep slating him saying he's not doing much, but he is. You watch him off the ball, you know, and how he acts and what he does. He's fantastic. He did lose the plot a little bit on Saturday, though, and he should have got sent off. I don't know if anybody saw that, but he got... He got he said something to the ref and he got a yellow card and that should have been his second yellow. But to me, I kind of like a bit of that because it shows passion that he wants to be here and he wants to do well. We don't even get sent off, of course, but it shows that he's a leader and he's just... It was frustrated. That ref were poor and the players were really frustrated with how it was going on, on Saturday. But the ref's not to blame. And I want to go back to this before we move on to the next sort of um, thing on the agenda. But for me, Mark Hughes got it wrong and he didn't change it early enough in that first half personally I feel like we should have changed it earlier however what's refreshing to me is a manager that will change things he made subs at half time he changed the shape it wasn't Derek Adams where we waited to 70-80 minutes to make our first substitution do something is that experience of a manager that's played you know been at the highest level playing and managing or is it just a manager that panicked I mean what are your thoughts on that Chris I'll come to you on this one I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily that he panicked. I think he just saw that things were going wrong and probably weren't going to change for the rest of the game. So he had to go in there and go, okay, how are we going to break down Stockport because we haven't done that at all? And it was probably it was a one save. I, I seem to think it was like a half-hearted shot uh, in the first half. I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't think it was that he panicked. I think um, that's just him going. I'm really sorry, Timmy. This game isn't for you today, pal. Um, and that was where he just went, okay, I need to change the shape. I mean, this is, I'd, I'd like that in a manager, though, that, that will admit that, that probably their pre match tactics were wrong um, and, and will change it as soon as possible. And that's why I don't mind that, especially uh, from Hughes. Um, it's a case of just knowing that, that he, you know, that he's not afraid to take someone out 
of the firing line, and and that that's good for me. Um, and it just shows that he's not too arrogant like previous managers um, to to make a decision when it needs to be made. Yeah, I agree. I, I just don't think we should take too much credit away from Stockport, though. Let's be fair. Yeah, we were unbeaten in in eight games. They came, they conquered. You know, they, they played really well. They took the points where they had a great following. I'm not, you know, getting up their ass here or anything, but you know, fair play to them because it takes a lot to come come to a stadium like ours. They were up for it. That was their cup final, no matter what anybody says. That was their cup final, won it on on Saturday. You know, they needed the points. They were struggling. They came and they did it. They did what they needed to do. It's just how we bounce back. And somebody made the point. I don't know if it were you again, Decky. I'll come to you on this one. But did our team need a loss? I know it sounds ridiculous, but did we need to get beat? To move on now and go forward, yeah, I think we did. I think on, that on Stockport as well, that was the first away win of the season. Typically, that's the <laughs> voodoo gone that we uh, we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I, yeah, but I think we did. I think as much as I'd love an unbeaten home run, I think that can come with some big risks, and I think now that'll push us on. Mark Hughes, we've got we've got the best manager in the league. He's shown his experience and knowledge with the substitutions. And I think from now we'll just push on. A lot of people don't agree on the mini space we did. Um, thought that it might have been a bad a bad result, but I don't, th- I don't think it is. I think it's one of them, take it on chin. One of the things that everyone hates on to the next one. I guess a loss is always a bad result, but I know what you're saying. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. is, it gonna, is it a reality check for him to think actually... We're not invincible. We need a bit of a knock to, to go again the next yeah. game. And I, th- I think you're probably right in that. And, and we'll see him react, I think. And it's a massive game, um, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit later in the podcast, um, the the Salford fixture at the weekend. But yeah, we, we move on. So I don't know if anybody's noticed that's watching on the videos, but I've got a beautiful pink hat on today. And why have you got that on? Because I just like it, Chris. What do you mean? Well, I'll just quickly, just a quick, just a little look. Convict. So, I had a bit of a, a Britney Spears moment the other night. Um was frustrated <laughs> with my hair, so I just I, I whacked it off, as you do. Uh, but I must say that I actually love this app, and I got it from the city shops. So if anybody wants one, it is actually pink, because I'm a man with pink hats. And if anybody's got any pink hats that I ain't got, because I've got a bucket hat, and I've got one of these. So if you can find any different ones, and don't, I don't want a Blackpool cowboy hat, pink one, but anything else you can think of, I can get a proper city badge on. Hit me up. I want more. Anyway, that's not the point of this. The point is this that's on my hat, this beautiful, beautiful badge. So we don't want to talk about this over and over again because we did speak about it at length um, on the space the other day. But I just want all these guys' opinion on it. And I want you guys, if you want to tweet us back and share anything that you want to. I'll start by saying that I don't think we need to change it. I'm just going to, I'm going to show you on the video if anybody's watching. That, to me, means quite a lot. It's been the badge ever since I've been following Bradford City. It's what I know to be Bradford City. It's what I identify as Bradford City. I do think that we probably need, you know, sharpening up, changing, you know, softening or whatever, you know, just to bring it a little bit more up to date. But personally, for me, I don't feel like it needs changing. There's been arguments out there about, oh, it's not good on kits, blah, blah, blah. Has anybody seen the Crystal Palace logo and uh, who their kit supplier is? Yeah, but it's, it's okay. slightly oh, I'll come to you in a second. This is my time to talk. <laughs> so I just don't think that all these excuses that people are coming out with branding, whatever, I just don't think it needs to happen for me personally. I just feel like it needs touching up, 
and we move on and just forget it ever happened. That's my personal view. Chris, I shall now come to you, sir. So, I hate when people use the word tradition when we're talking about this current badge. Um, because again, it is not tradition. We've had it, yes, we've had it for nearly 30 years or 30 years and a bit. Is it been our um, longest badge, Chris? But do you know what we've had? Is it maybe to nine to ten? So that kind of doesn't really matter because of the fact is that we have had previous badges. Um, my problem is that I think from a club stand is that we need to change the branding. So when you're watching, for instance, let's say um, Bradford City on Sky TV or even the fixtures, our badge looks tiny compared to everybody else's. Um, I know, for instance, in the Premiership, when we changed our badge, well, we didn't change the badge, we didn't change that. But what we did was we turned it into uh, a shield, which was bigger because that was the only way that we could get away with it on TV. Um, do I think we need to change the badge? Yes. Um, am I for the current the current badge? Not sure. I don't think so. I th I think that we do need something going forwards. I know that I'm on my own with this one, but that's my opinion. Um, and that's that's the way I feel about it. And obviously, when I don't know if people have seen obviously the, the new badge on um a, a shirt what that looks like it actually looks a lot better than ours does so um i look oh impartial here boys very impartial so, that's chris's opinion <laughs> wrong but that's chris's opinion i'm only joking now you're, you're welcome <laughs> to your opinion uh, i i personally don't agree but there we go i'm not going to go into it that's that's chris's thoughts on it um we'll go to andy next for, for me um it's not tradition. Like, like I'm not going to go down, oh, it's tradition, this tradition, that. It's not. For me, it holds an affinity with me. It's it's like Adam. It's all, I ever, it's all I've ever known. It came, it got released on the year of my birth, so it's 31 years old, might I add. Um, You're lying yet. You're not 31. I am. No. I am. I, I've, just got I've just got a missus <laughs> and three kids. Bloody hell, I've got a paper round, wasn't it? Bloody hell. Where did you do paper round? In <laughs> islands. Anyway, oh. with musketeers with that dog tandem <laughs> yeah. yeah, go on, fire away, boys. Fire away, shoot me down. Right, go on, down. No. I mean, sorry, Andy, carry on. Yeah, so <laughs> right, um, yeah, for me, for me, I want to keep it, and it is everything I associate with Bradford City. It's I've got it on my leg, I'm, I am one of those people that got it tattooed to me. And it's just everything that is, I see that and I think Bradford City. However, over the last week or so that this has all been going on, I've been seeing that current badge and do you know what? It's growing on me. I'm against changing it, but that current badge is actually growing on me. But I wouldn't see it as the club badge that we'd have on us kits. I'd see it as a branding badge for like maybe... And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Buddies. Can I respond to you on that point? I actually would agree with you a bit. Only the fact that I don't mind the actual badge itself, because I think it would look good, like I say, on a, on a range of polos, hoodies, things like that. But as a crest following your football club, is it is it right? No, no, it's Americanized, isn't it? I feel like Ted Lasso's going to come out shortly. Yeah. Like it, 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 it don't fit. It don't feel right to me. I, I quite like the traditional looking style badges of of a shield sort of thing, like you alluded to, like with Crystal Palace, and and the old like Liverpool badge before they changed it. Although that I like their Liverbird now. It's quite smart. It's simple, but I just I'm not a lover of all this. Over modernization of of what is a traditional game for me. Fair point. Thank you, Andy, for your thoughts on that one. Uh, Deck, I'll finally come to you, mate. Yeah, so as you know, I'm massively against the that badge, that crest for a change. I just think it looks too much like a template from a football game, which we've discussed before. I got a few fellas for it. Doesn't matter. It does matter because everyone's going to be wearing it. Would you have bought a hat? If you didn't like the badge, no, I'd wear it like this. Yeah, I look See, stupid. Do I look now? Yeah, it just doesn't work. So I, I, I just think that it's quite important to to have a, a crest that people like. I've seen people putting posts on saying it's in the airport, it's on the advertising boards around Bradford. That doesn't mean that that's final. Mm-hmm. That just means that they've put a bit of marketing on there because they'll have that for a certain amount of time. They'll pay for that. So that is one thing I just wanted to make, sort of put my point across there. That that doesn't mean it's final. And I'm glad it's not going to be final. <laughs> um, I just, I'm just not a fan of it. You said that you're glad it's not going to be final. So I know the club are doing a survey out there. They've put it out. If anybody hasn't filled the survey out, please do. Um, have you say on it. But so do, you, do you think, Dick, that it's going to go back and they're going to do it? Are they going to do a three, 360? Are they going to just say scrap it completely? Are they going to do a new badge, but different? Is it going to keep the same elements? What, what are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I think what they'll do is, from the feedback, I, will, I say they're definitely not going to change it to that. People might agree with it. It might have just been Twitter that I've seen that don't agree with it. But I think that what they'll do is they'll take on board the feedback, which is a thing they've done massively over the last few years as a club. Um, and they'll take that on board, have a look, retweak it, sort of feedback they get, and they'll put a new one out. And I, I think, think that's a really, really important point as well, Deck, is that people know that it's it's not a case of, are we going to do a pretend vote here? That will be, and, and I've mentioned this so many times, I don't think I've ever mentioned democracy more times in my blooming life, but that is what will be, and, and it will be down to the City fans, and that's why it's great for everybody to have a different opinion. I know my opinion's obviously Wrong. slightly different to, to the pair of you. Um, <laughs> But isn't that what it's all about, though, isn't it? I mean, I tell you what, if we were all coming here and saying, "Oh, yeah, we we want this, we want that," but but that my that's my personal opinion is that I mean, like for instance, the shirt I've got on now, I personally think that that when I get it on, 
that badge is better than the one that you're currently wearing. And the fact is, as also as well, I mean, you even said yourself, um, Adam, that you would have the ball back. So if you were going to have the ball back, you'd have to get rid of your your badge that you say is the best thing that you know. Unless it's a bar eating a chicken. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Just saying. Just saying, like, anyway, no, you're right. I think <laughs> the fact is here that we've all got different opinions, you know, and some of us want it to stay, some of us want it to go, some of us, you know, want it to slightly change, some of us want it to just massively overhaul of it. And I guess we'll just see what happens. But Chris made a good point here. The club at least are asking us. Got a mate who's an Arsenal fan. They changed it a couple of years ago and went, there you go. You know, and they and they were singing what the FNL is that, I think, for the first like half an hour of a game when it got announced and things like that. So at least we've got a say. I know some people are saying, well, we don't really. It's just they're just putting it out there to say they have given us a say, but it's going to change. Let's be honest. It's going to change unless the survey comes back that 70% of people are saying we love it. I can't yeah, see I, that. I, so. Yeah, I, fair enough. But I don't, I don't think that, that... I think that if that, if that does come back and says that we're going to keep the same badge as we've got now, if people... All I would say is people need to vote. People need to. I, I heard um, a couple of people mentioning about, oh, there was only five thousand people who voted on, you know, the previous stuff about what, you know, about um, the vision for going forward for Bradford City. But it was open to season ticket holders. It was open to previous season ticket holders. It's not the club's fault that only five thousand fans um, put their votes in, and it's the same as like a general election. You know, when people complain about, let's say. Um, you know, a certain party gets involved or they, they, they take over, that's the... <laughs> you can't complain about that because you haven't voted. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's what you need to do, guys, vote. And what I will say as well is the whole world isn't on Twitter. I know Twitter's been pretty bad, but not everybody's on Twitter. So there might be people out there that are absolutely loving it. So we'll have to just wait and see what comes back and go from there, I guess. And I just feel like we need to move on from the badge for now because we spoke about it enough. It's had a lot of air time. So let's move on. And we're going to move on to our friend Deck. So we've got an element of the show that's new uh, this week, and it's Deck uh, who's going to tell us a bit of a story. Does anybody remember the little bear from Bo Selector? Yes. Well, if you haven't. Well, that's that's Deck, although he's not going to have anything that's going to draw from beneath him. <laughs> so, I've probably put you completely off Australia now, mate, but Deck's going to read us a tale. Or a, a tale? Deck's going to read us a story. Whatever you want to call it. City, so, fire away, Deck. Yeah, it's your little one. It, it kind of relates to that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Right. <sighs> Go on, mate. Carry on. Go on with your little one. So, my little one, it's in relation to the badge ever so slightly and where the Bantam came from. Um, so, it's from a, a, a John Dewhurst article that I picked this up from. So, if I'm wrong, it's not me, it's him. Just <laughs> well, put that out there. <laughs> Sorry, John. Um, so, it was after promotion to Division One in 1908 it was considered appropriate for the club to follow the fashion among other leading sides to adopt a nickname. The suggestion to the club needed a good luck charm and replaced the silver horseshoe. And that was the idea of the club director, Tony Fatterini's daughter, Fatterini. yep. which makes his image choice of the Bantam identity was almost accidental. So we're accidentally the Bantams. That's strange, isn't it? And why why a bantam? Have you got anything else, or is that just is that the story you've got? 
it was down to it being the, the fighting spirit of a bantam. Wow. Interesting. And also Coventry City picked up on that after us. I saw that. I saw that. So weren't they called the Bantams at one point, Coventry City? Yeah. Isn't that strange? Yeah. yeah, yeah we are the Bantams. We're the Bantams. They're not. I don't even know what they are, Coventry City now, to be honest. But no, thank you for that, Dick. And what I will say is that Fatterini, who you mentioned in that story, I think you should follow on with another story about Fatterini next week because um, there's a there's a well massive, massive story about the FA Cup. Um, Bradford, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you guys know. Um, it's not going to be in the quiz, don't worry. Um, but yeah, if you can follow up with that next week, oh, that'd I be don't... interesting. You don't know? No, I don't, I don't. No, no, it's completely news to me. Okay, for anybody who doesn't know, then Dex going to read another story out next week um, related to the surname Fatterini. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. So make sure you tune in, guys, to listen to <laughs> the next episode of Dex Tales. So. Moving on with the uh, the rest of the agenda today, um, we've got the away game coming up at Salford. So I was uh, I went there last season um, and it was horrendous. We lost one nil, I believe, and it was just rubbish. The away day were brilliant. You know, you get on train, you have a few beers, and you really enjoy yourself. And then the football lets it down. But Salford are doing pretty well out of this season. I did tip it to happen. It's about time, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, so they look like. A very good side. They've they've had a they've kind of just mediocrely kind of just coming along. The kind of the team that even though everyone always talks about Salford, that people haven't really noticed much. Um, they got in uh, Neil Wood, who was a Man United youth coach in the summer. Uh, obviously, got rid of. I can't remember the previous manager. Was it Graham Alexander or was it? No, it was. Oh yeah. Boy, boy, of course it was. Yes, absolutely it was. Boring, boring, boy. It was, yeah. So um, he came in, he's brought in quite a few young players. Obviously, Elliot Watts there. Um, he's played 11 games from so far. From what I understand, he's been quite pivotal towards their run, which I think, am I surprised? No, because I think he's, I do think that he was a, a quality footballer. Um They've got. I mean, do you remember Connor uh, Connor McKelleny when he was interested yep. when he was about to sign for for Bradford? Uh, he's only played five games, one goal. We've Thomas Asante there. for them five, but on transfer deadline he moved for to West Brom for three hundred k. It just seems like the the team they don't score a massive amount of goals, but it's all across the team that they're scoring goals. But I think other than him. I think their top goal scorer is something like with three goals. So it's not, so it is obviously just spread across the team, which does that say that they're a good outfit? Maybe. Um, but regarding, do I think we'll get a victory? Yeah. I, I feel like we're going to bounce back. I'm going to go to the other two gents as well. Luckily, I've got a ticket and I can't wait, to be honest, um, for Saturday to come. This is what it's like now, isn't it? Even, even when we've got beat, I just can't wait for the next game. Didn't have this under Derek Adams. But, I mean, what, what are you two thinking? I mean, I'll come to you first, Deck. What are your thoughts on, on this game? Do you think we're going to go and beat them or do you think it's going to be a toughie? I think it'll be a tough one. But I think it'll be one that will surprise us and we'll get a result. Um, What's, what score would you Chris, go for? It's going to be a very tight one. I'm just going to go 1-0. Playing and barring. 1-0. It'd be nice for us last minute a winner as well for all and the way fans do you think we're going to see many changes Deck? I don't think we will I don't think we will I think he'll stick with it and say sort of 
go out, show me what you what you actually are capable of, because we know that Stockport game was a just a howler. That yeah. is never. We're not going to play like that again this season. I don't think. So I think he will change it. I think Critchlow will come back in, and I think he might drop Pereira, personally. And I don't think we'll probably see much else we get apart from that. Maybe Halliday. I don't think he'll drop Halliday. I really don't because if we got anything better than him in 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 the reserves, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, Andy, I'll come to you. Um, for me, I think we. It's about bouncing back in it. We, like we've alluded to, we've got to. I, I can only see us bouncing back from it. Um, Pereira being dropped. I mean, going. I'm going to go into it a little bit later on in the show as well, but. Injuries wise, Banks may be available um, come Saturday. So, does that do we drop Dion at that point? Who knows? Um, but but for me, do you know what? I'm I'm not going to say because I got pelters before that for saying an easy game or all like that. It's not going to be an easy game. But I've got something in my gut saying that that four five nil spanking that we've been waiting for it might just come against this lot. Wow, that's that's a big one, is that, mate? Wow. Against one of the form teams in the division. In fact, are they yeah. the form team in the division? Do you think we're going to go and give them a good hiding? I, I, I think I think we might. You know, I think it's 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 not going to be against the team. Look at how we do against teams that are down the bottom at league. We 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 inevitably lose, don't we? It's the hoodoo, the voodoo, and it's it's what it is. But I, I think there is we're going to get that performance at some point during the season. That four five nil absolute spanking, and with the way we played last week, is that the catalyst that's just going to put that all together and it's going to happen? It's possible for me. It's a good point. It is a good point, mate. And I think we need it. We need to come back and you know, if the worst happens and we don't get a result and we get beat by Salford, it's not good, is it? Could it start a bit of a you know poor in a form? We don't want to speak like that because we're not negative around here, but you know what I mean. It is it is quite key to get a result. It's very early in the season, but they're same points as us, I believe, or maybe just ahead of us. Um, I think they're fourth, where sixth, or something. Yeah, like that. they're, they're so, fourth. Yeah. They're currently fourth. So it, it's probably more key than we probably realise. Let's be honest. We need well, they, we need a win. Well, they went last week to Northampton away and won one nil, and I, I certainly would say that's no mean feat. That's that's an incredible result. Um, I, for me, I've been really impressed with Northampton all season. Uh, Hoskins has scored almost as many as as Cookie has. Almost. Do you know what's, you know what's interesting, Chris, about Northampton? Go Hilton's on. Not, I don't think Hilton scored yet, and he was meant to be like this big marquee signing. No, do you know what's really weird? Is um, he's been on the bench a lot. He's been injured, and I, I like I've said before, um, I said about it was between him and Smallwood who were going to be the signings of the season. I genuinely believe that. Um, he's done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing for them, um, which really surprises me, by the way. Really surprised. He's 33, I think he is, he's Hilton. So maybe this is kind of him, well, kind of near the end, really. Yeah. Well, we Not saw it, didn't we, the other week, um, with what's his sausage at, at Doncaster who got sent off against us. What's his name again? Um... What's his face? Bloody hell, what's his name? Tomlin. Lee Tomlin. Tomlin. Lee Tomlin, yeah. He, he's realised he can't do it anymore and he's, he's gone, hasn't he? So he, we, could we say the same? You know, because you're right. I, I thought he was a marquee sign. I thought, looked at him, I thought, actually, that's a really good bit of business at this level and just not seen that. But Hoskins, as a winger, just, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. His form is just crazy. And I don't know when we play them, but that's a, that's a fixture I'm looking forward to as well. 
Yeah, that's like, going to like be something I'm, big time. Like Andy alluded to, though, we step up, don't we, when we play better teams, yeah. um, you know? Well, we, yeah, I mean, you could probably say Stockport were finding the feet in League uh, League Two, so I would say that they're a good, the good quality side. And I know I'm going back on previous stuff, but I do think that they will be up there this season. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't play like a relegation fodder style team, did they? At all? No, absolutely no. not. Um, and I, I just feel like this season, who, who would you say is that the team that stood out as? Has been pretty poor because I, I would probably say Harrogate. I feel like they're they they're going for me, and I know we probably scraped a result against them, arguably, but I just didn't see a lot from them. I feel like they're going to drop this season. I don't know what you boys think. I think Rochdale are in big serious trouble. They really are in big trouble. Uh, I mean, the fact that they sat their manager after was it one or two weeks of the season kind of gives you that example and you you know you you just given a manager the whole entire summer to bring in players and already within two weeks you're going <clears throat> he's not good enough um other than that Hartlepool potentially um you're, I did, you're missing I did. a team here you're missing <laughs> a team you're missing it you're missing a very pivotal team Crawley Town so that you know I'm, I'm not smiling I'm not I promise you um this is very interesting in it Crawley Town because all the tweets they're putting out, you know, spending a bit of money, it's not going good, is it? It's not going yeah. good, boys. No, not they sacked Betsy today, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah they did. And and uh, who goes in? I did see Yems um, mentioned, but he's got like loads of charges oh, against him. No, some have been dropping, and some haven't. But it ain't a big mess, Crawley. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're in a big mess. I think that these guys have genuinely come in, thought that they could change the world and realise that League Two football is not what they thought it was going to be, where, you know, when you look at, like, Ryan Reynolds, who's coming at Wrexham, and <clears throat> they probably realise it's going to be a bit more difficult than they expected as well. Um, but I think with Crawley, I think if they can manage to get a manager such as, like, a quality of, like, Graham Alexander, um, who is who's free, to, you know, to come in, I think that they, I don't see them going down. Um, but the experiment with Betsy has obviously not worked. You know, they brought him in. He was an Arsenal youth coach. It's not worked. So um, let's see. But yeah, I think they've probably had a bit of a rude awakening, to be honest with you, and realised that actually just bringing in one top striker who was top goal scorer last season does not mean that you are going to be going to the top of the league. They probably thought it was like a quarterback or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> So, so is this you changing your mind then, Chris? Because if I do not recall, um, when the, when the Wagme boys were interested in, in City and you saw them taking over Crawley, I, mm -hmm. I'm sure that um, this is quote unquote that you said that you thought they were going to, you know, tear this league apart. Not necessarily tear it apart, but you thought they were going to be up there and do really well. So, is that is that a backtrack? Are you taking I, that back? Now? I think I think you're probably taking my words a little bit there. I don't think I'm. You're not being too faced, Chris. I, a little bit I, too faced. <laughs> <laughs> I I, you know, I just wish I had a bald egg in my hand so I could do the same back at you. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I think there's, there's, there's definitely lessons to be learned. I think that they have so far not performed to what I, I thought would happen. I'll admit that completely. Um, whether they get it right next season, probably won't. Um, yeah, I, I mean, let's put it that way. I think... I thought if if they were interested in Bradford, which obviously, according to um, Rupp, that wasn't the case. Um, I thought that maybe they would do a difference. 
I think that shows why we need to look at who's the fit and proper person. Um, am I saying that I'm writing Wag Me Off? No. Am I a little bit concerned with how Crawley are doing? Absolutely. I'd be very worried if I was a fan. And, and can you imagine what would have been? We'd have been called the Bradfield Roosters by now, wouldn't we? We'd have had a, a massive chicken. You know, and it'd have been a, it'd have been a <laughs> Yeah, but it wouldn't have it'd have been worse. It'd have been worse. You know, be careful what you wish for. I think there were a lot of fans in our, you know, tag that were in they're into crypto. To me, it's just nonsense. I mean, I, I like I like I mean one thing I do like, I do like their financial model and you know the, the money that they've made from doing absolutely nothing for the club is decent. However, I just don't believe that they've got people behind the scenes who know enough about football to take it to the next level. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I just, I just, it's just not for me. It's, it just doesn't seem right. It all seems like a, a risk. It's a speculative risk what they're doing. It's, it's almost like gambling in a way. That's just, that's just how, how I see it from what I've read into it. Isn't that what nothing... football is though? For, no, for for any football owner, it is a speculative risk, isn't it? You go in as a football owner, and yeah, but, you're looking at. Let me finish. You're looking at. You're looking at Bradford City. You're looking to buy Bradford City. I'm going to put in X amount of money, real money, not crypto bros money, and then on the hope that I get promoted. That doesn't happen. I get relegated. I'm out of cash. It's speculative risk. So that's the point, though, isn't it? It is a spec. The both speculative risks, but. You're risking, you know, a currency that's been around for years and years and years that doesn't fluctuate massively. Well, crypto it does. obviously does because you look at okay, what's the what's the value of Bitcoin now? <laughs> Tell me, boy, because you know more than me. What's the I value of Bitcoin? Clue. I ain't got a clue, no, but you just said it doesn't. But it does flutter because of no, but it doesn't. I said it doesn't fluctuate as much. That was a terrible. That was a terrible idea, honestly. No, right, okay, listen again then. What I said was it doesn't fluctuate as much, so it fluctuates by pence. Crypto is by thousands. The yeah, value I, of it drops by thousands, I, so that's I, not my point. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't really understand crypto. I don't. I don't get it. The only things that I know about is obviously where they've sold those NFTs, which are like, for anybody who's listening doesn't know what an NFT is, and I'm probably going to explain it wrong anyway is it's kind of like some image that you own that's individual and it's the only one in the world. And then you can sell that on or it could become, I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask about this, to be honest. Falling asleep there. Um, yeah, let's just say <laughs> that thank the Lord that they just didn't take charge of us. That's yeah. all I will say. Now, at the minute, it looks like I'm in some sort of tunnel in a really dark space. So I'm just going to go turn a light on. So, And then we'll come back, mate. One second. So the next bit on uh, this week's agenda is Andy. Um, he's going to go through a couple of bits at the club. So we're going to look at the injuries that we've got at the minute in the squad. We're also going to look at some of the loan players as well. So give you a bit of a lowdown as to what's going on, really. A bit of information. So fire away, Andy. Over to you. Yeah, well, we'll start with injuries. Um, Jamie Walker. He had his uh, knee injury, didn't he? He's had surgery on that. He's been out since Doncaster game. I think it will want it. Um He's coming along nicely now. Um, he's, we think, roughly around four or five weeks away. So, hopefully, sooner rather than later, because he has been a massive miss, hasn't he? Uh, I'm going to try and fire through these pretty quick as well, because I've got a bit to get through. Um, Abu Issa, long-term injury. Um, a lot of people have said, why don't we offload him? I think he's got something to offer this club. Give him, give him a run of games. He's got something to offer. Um, he is close to being involved 
um, in the matchday squad. Uh, but he's had a bit of a setback last week, um, which put him out of contention. I think um, Mark Hughes were looking at possibly bringing him into the squad for the Papa John's game. And um, something happened at training. He's had a bit of setback. So I think he's being cautious with him. Really, really cautious. Can I jump in on that one, Andy? Yeah. I know you said that we possibly need to be patient with him, but I know he's a human being at the end of the day and he's not. it's not gone well for him, but we're paying somebody out with it that's not contributing anything towards a club. And this is just me, you know, from the outside looking in. Is that the right thing to do? Should we be patient with people? Are we just being the nice club? Or, you know, should we be a bit more cutthroat? Are we just hanging on to players when they're injured? I mean, I see what you mean, though, because I know Scuddy fans absolutely loved him and he has got a lot to offer, but is it a waste of a wage, mate? Well, it it looks like that at the moment, doesn't it? For me, but you got you got to look at his sort of like his his past. He's never really had a big injury up until he went to City, and I think that Derek Adams made that injury worse it, by trying to bring him back far too quickly. I think if if he'd got that injury and Mark Hughes were in charge, he'd have been back playing months ago because he would have been rushed back. What you said there is that he's had a setback and that's potentially three injuries then since he's been at the club. Is, is that a worry? And Deck, I know you've been a bit quiet. So what are, are your thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, I'm with you there. I think it's one of them. He's, he's sort of had the injury, fair enough. It was a bad one. It was out for a while. But then it's he's coming back. Oh, he's picked up another injury. He's coming back. Oh, there's another one happened in training. It, for me, it's just a bit of a recurring issue. And I fear that if we keep giving... Not him personally, but if players like that, if you keep giving them a chance and they're just injured, 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 they run the contract down, never play a minute for you, then See, you I look would... back and think, have we made a mistake there? So I, w- I, w- I would counteract that and say, you know, when you sign a player, you give them a certain year's contract. So, for instance, he had a two-year contract. It's obviously built in that, you know, <laughs> if there's the potential of injury, what I, I do want to... Um, say what Andy said as well was that Derek Adams did try to bring him back too early and I'll tell you what it was the same case with Jamie Walker as well when he had his injury at the end of last season and the thing is you've got to look after these players especially Issa I think that if it had been Derek Adams playing uh, we played the Pizza Cup last week I think he would have probably started him He, he obviously sees something in him and that's the thing and it does sound like he is um, on the training ground, a very, very big part of the club um, and, and the team and the squad. Um, but you can't, you can't, it works both ways in football. So if a player gets injured, unfortunately, that's just part and parcel of the game. But then you can't whinge when a player leaves for a certain amount of much money because that's how it goes as well. And that's those are parts of the you know, those the risks that you take as a football club. Do I think that we should keep all of them? Absolutely. We've got another year. I mean, you can't just release him now because he will get his full contract paid up. So why not have him in this team and just wait and see whether he can make an impact? If he can't, then we say goodbye at the end of the season. I guess my point was more long-term. So when it comes to the end of the contract, is it one that you keep hold of? You know, that that's the problem because... This is this is what we're saying. This injury record now it's three or four, maybe I think there's been two setbacks. That's a lot. And because he hadn't had an injury before, it's worrying to me. Zelly Smell comes to mind, you know, quite recently. 
we saw him probably three or four times. In some games, he looked very exciting. I quite like the look of him, but then we hardly saw him. So, again, that's it's good that we've got different opinions on that. And I guess time will tell what happens because I want him to come back and do really well. But I guess that's what's on my mind a little bit with uh, with Issa. So, anyway, Andy, back to you. Carrying on. Um, so, I mentioned earlier about Scott Banks as well. Um, he got his calf injury. And, um, like I said, he could feature against Salford. He's, he's not far away. Um, do I think he will? I don't. I don't think he will feature against Salford. I think Mark Hughes has shown already that he's not like we said. He don't want to rush players back. So I think that he'll probably bring him back into the squad and not start him for the Burton game in the um, Pizza Cup. I, I don't think he'll start him. I think he'll come on, give him half hour, ready to come back against Grimsby for 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 a full start. I reckon. Um. Going on to rides, um, he's still out. There's no confirmed dates of when he's going to be back. Um, all that I've been able to find about him is it's worse than the first thought. So it looks like Matty Folds has that shirt for the foreseeable. Um, Should he keep that shirt? For me, yeah. I, I, I don't think Matty Folds has done much wrong since he came in. I think he's taken to it like a duck to water. And for me, as we all know, I want Rides his best fan anyway. But I think he's he's knocked Rides out of the park in his performances this season. I don't know about you guys. I see a Do lot you know of nodding heads. It's like a Churchill. You know what? I think, I think it's probably the only thing that we'd all agree on yeah. is that Matty, unless Dex yeah. got a different opinion, but I think that that's, that's one thing that we would agree on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what, what do you think, mate? Yeah, 100%. I think you've got the, the bit more passion from him as well. He didn't be the Bradford fan. He's a Bradford lad. Yeah. I think you can see that he's, he's actually he's really trying for it. And I, yeah, he deserves to keep his space without a doubt. I actually don't think that Rydal, Rydal, that's what we call him, Rydal, Nick's, we can't pronounce it. But I don't think he did <laughs> a lot. I don't think he did a lot wrong, personally. I don't. I feel like he gets a lot of unwarranted stick. Um, but I do prefer folds. That's just my opinion on it. I don't think it... I feel like on that side, we've got a bit of strength, really. It's the other side that worries me. But anyway, we're not going to go into that right now. We're going to speak about the rest of the uh, injuries. Yeah, we, we, could, we could go on all night about the fullback situation and what, what happens with that in January, because I think there'll be some changes there. But yeah, moving on. Um, Odyssey... Uh, another one. Odyssey... Odyssey... I'm going to call him Paddy. Paddy will do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously, he got his leg snapped first game of the season. We all saw that horrible challenge. I'm still shocked at how the red card wasn't shown for that. It's it bewildering. Um, but he's, um, weight, he's, he's obviously still weighs off, but he is weight-bearing on the leg. Um, and every assessment that he's been to um, for progress updates is getting green lights. And it's looking like he could be back sooner than we first thought. I know when it happened, we all thought that's that season over. I certainly did. Um, but I, I haven't got a time exactly for when, but I think he's got a crucial and integral part to play in this season's outcomes. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's the injury front. Um, let's go on to loan watch, though. Um, so we've got a few lads out on loan. Um, who, who who's one of uh, who's the the player that we uh, the city event sponsor by the way? Can we just mention his name? Oh, our boy Bobby. Bobby, Bobby Poynton. Poynton is sponsored yeah. by the city event. He is indeed. He Brownlee. is. 
proudly, proudly sponsored by us. And um, we'll start off with him. So he went off to Brighouse at start of the season, um, played four games for him, scored in, scored three in those four games on fire. And like he's just showing what he's about. So City said, you can do a step above. So they sent him on loan to Farsley on a two-month initial loan. And do you know what? It's It doesn't look like it's working out. He's not had any goals, and he's only managed to get 48 minutes game time for Farsley, who was sitting 20th in National League North. I, I, don't, I don't know what that says about them or whether, what you think it might say about Bobby, but could do you think he might be struggling? I just... Probably just not, probably not a good fit, and I reckon they'll pull him back. Maybe uh, if he's not getting the game time, why is he there? Do you know what I mean? He, he needs to be playing. Should he have stayed where he was, where he was hitting form? Possibly, but I feel like he's a level above that. But yeah, a struggling team because Kean Kean's playing there in as well. He is, and I'm going to go on to him in a sec. But before I do, with Bobby, if he's struggling, maybe at National League North level, and he's a bit too good for Brighouse level. Where do where do we send him? Where do we send him to get that men's football, which is integral to his development? I, I think he's where he should be in the right league. Personally, I'll see what you boys think in a minute. I just feel like he's just not getting the game time. So how can he show what he's about if he's had, like you said, the minutes that you've mentioned? I just don't feel like that's enough time to showcase your ability. Personally, for me, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I mean uh, Russ Wilcox is the manager at Farsi Celtic. He was. Uh, a manager who took Scunthorpe up from, I want to say it was League 2 to League 1. Um, however, that's disappointing, to be honest with you. Um, I would have I would have hoped that Bobby would have got more time. So, fingers crossed for the games coming forward and hopefully he will get more minutes and games as well. Yeah, hopefully he does. Like, uh, he's, got, he's got a month left on that two-month contract, um, lo- loan contract there. So, We'll, we'll have to see what happens, but I, I can't see City leaving him there. But going to Adam's point of, will he, should he stay in that league? I mean, Farsley at 20th, there's not much where much place else where he could go to be guaranteed that game time in that league. So maybe it might be a step down. But we move on, because I do digress. And um, Keen Scales, he's also at Farsley. He, however, is playing a bigger part um, down there, he's played 13 times for him this season. He's scored twice as well. He's, he's doing all right, but again, I don't think that Farsley standing in the league is doing either of them any favors. I don't know what your thoughts are on that deck. Yeah, yeah, I think he's just 20th in the league, and we've got two players out on loan. I think, I think obviously, City needs to have a look at that. And maybe pull them out of that before it gets any worse, because they could go on a bad run. It could knock the confidence massively. Fair point. I I I tend to agree with that. Yeah. We, we, at the end of the day, you send a player out on loan to want to get game time, don't you? End of day. Um. So we'll move on to Fiacre Kelleher. He's at um, Solio Moors still. And do you know what? They're not doing too bad. The sixth in national league. Um. He's played ten. And he's um, even scored a goal. Wow. I know. I know. And do you know what? I don't think you were given enough of an opportunity at say. I, I think do. There's a, I, I don't. I don't. I, I think there's a decent player in there that could have fit into this squad. Nah. No. 
wasn't good enough. enough. Wasn't good enough. No, I agree. I, I'm gonna to have to disagree with you, gents. I, I, I don't think you were given enough of an opportunity. I think you are. Hey, did you see him at Carlisle? I've slept since then. So, <laughs> no, just just watch the Carlisle highlights um, or lowlights, you might want to call it, from last season away. And, <laughs> oh, Mary Patrick, it were just horrendous. I just, do you know what? I, I wish him the best of luck, but I think he's not League Two standard for me. That, that's the I, 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 hope, I wish him the best. I think he'll be pretty good at that level, and he's done it before, and he's played at that level before, and I think he's played for Solihull before actually. Um, but yeah, Deck, I'll come to you as well because me Rexham. and Chris. Was it Wrexham? Was it Wrexham? I think yeah, it's Wrexham he played for. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, um, yeah, I've not, I've not been too convinced by him. Um, not saying to play him in there. Um, he's coming. He's coming to a team last year that, let's be honest, there was no morale there whatsoever. So could he do better in a team now? Possibly, but I don't think he'd have a chance of getting in front of any of our centre backs. Won't mind his brother though, as his brother, <laughs> he's a Liverpool keeper. Yeah, yeah. Back up for he's Harry a bit Lewis. all right, isn't he? Yeah, won't mind a bit of his brother, Decker. Yeah, yeah, won't mind a bit. Back up for Harry Lewis. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's calm down. And we've got a backup goalkeeper anyway in mind, Farry Lewis. We have. Um, that, that American fella that plays for uh, Leicester under-21s. He was brilliant, yeah. wasn't he? Oh, you were on fire. He was amazing. Do you know what? I, I tell you what, I want to mention him quickly because <laughs> I tell you what, I put, out, I put out a tweet and I said, I just basically put his, his profile and someone said his distribution was terrible. And I thought... Is that all you're seeing in his game? <laughs> the save that he made in the 89th minute, the bicycle kick. Yeah. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Just anyway. It was just a giant man giant. Man was, giant. You know what? There's no way that guy is six foot four. Not a chance. <laughs> he's, about, he's, he's bigger than the Undertaker. Let's put it yeah. that way. But but he's, he's not a patch on Harry Lewis, is he? So anyway, back to you, Andy. Yeah, yeah. So we've only got we've got two more players that I want to talk about. Um, FCD Finkels and Dawson. He's uh, still at Spennymore, and um, he's played in every game since he's joined, and he's only actually been on losing side once, which ain't bad. In in, in bad, but they are sat sixteenth in the national league uh, north, so it's a lot of draws. But he's playing. Which is all we can ask for. He's playing men's football. I I don't think he's coming back to Bradford City though. I I, I don't think he's going to play for Bradford City again. Um, I think he's found his level, to be honest. Um, and just to finish it all off, um, Thrall Keld, the last one that I want to talk about. So he's only actually featured for Oldham five times since he's joined him. And um, he's only actually played a full 90 three, three times. And he's not featured in their squad for the last three games since... Wow. Um, is it Hutchins that's taken over Oldham? Unsworth, Unsworth, sorry. Unsworth. And they're sat in 18th in, in the National League. And so Is he injured? Is there any I, sign that he's been injured? I've not or? seen anything about him being injured. I, I had a really good look this, this afternoon when I was looking and I couldn't find anything for any reason why he's been left out of the squad and he seems to be coming like a bit of a peripheral figure at Oldham by the looks of it where he's out in the cold again a little bit, which I feel, so I I feel quite he, sorry for him. 
I thought he hit the ground running. I thought National mm-hmm. League would be pretty good for him, to be honest. Um, and I thought he'd find his level a little bit. I mean, that the, with respect, of course. But it's a shame, really. Um, I actually wish all the best for him, personally. And hopefully we'll get a, a you know, run of games. Maybe these players are going to come back and go out again. We'll have to see what we guys. But thank you for that, Andy. Thank you very much for sharing that. No problem, and we're going to no. go on to the final session. Um, final session? Final part of, uh, of today's podcast, uh, which is just a little quiz just to finish it off lightly with a bit of humour, hopefully, depending on how these guys do. So last time we did a quiz, there's a cheat. Amongst oh, us. You've already mentioned this. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you've already <laughs> mentioned this already. Yeah. Look, I'm a conductor now. I've got my stick. Flipping you, heck. Listen, nearly you, cheated. you cheated last time, and cheats never beat. No, right. I cheated well, what, what, on Kiki D. That was the only one I cheated on. That is the only time I've ever cheated. A cheat is a cheat, you know. Oh, my word. We'll forgive you and once. You we'll forgive you once. Let it down. I just wanted to remind people so they can watch you when they're watching this YouTube video. <laughs> okay. So, have you all got your pens and pencils and you're going to write it down, guys? Because, you know, you need to write this down. Well, actually, should, what should we do? What, do you, would you want me to read all the questions and then do it at the end? Yeah? Right. It is, it is. I have got, like, I'm using my computer, so I won't, because you'll be able to tell anyway, because I'll be going, if I'm cheating. So, honestly, if you cheat, I'll be I'm very upset. Cheat. I'm not going to cheat. <laughs> You'll be grounded. Dex You'll be grounded to your bedroom. You will. Dex, <laughs> Dex looking in his drawers for summer. What are you looking for, Dex? Looking in my drawers. Yeah, I'm just yeah. seeing if I can find out. Well, I think that'd be the first time, wouldn't it? Just, just the answer book. <laughs> right, come on then. So, we're going to go. Eyes down. One of, one of Bradford's most famous signings was a chap called Willie Top. It was from a country called Chile. But what is the capital of Chile? Can mm. I phone a friend? No, you can't. Right. We're not on here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd use that term loosely as well, Dick. Um, right. Number, number two. What came first? The chicken or the egg? I thought that were very relevant at the minute. You know, given the badge. Chris, don't pull faces. Just put your answer down. It's not even Come a proper on. question. Do you know why you're pulling face? Because you can't Google it. <laughs> right. It is a proper right. question. It is. It's a question. Right. Number three. <laughs> Andy Cook has scored the most goals for Bradford City this season. But how many has he scored in all competitions? Oh, are we going to have like, what, this season? Yeah, in... in yeah, oh. in actual games, not friendless. This this season, because that'd be ridiculous. That's what I'm I was going to say. I'm watching your eyes, Chris. Don't be googling it. I've just look. My hands are here. I've already yeah. put my hands down. <laughs> yeah, we, we, maybe you should keep them there. Um, have we all got answers, boys? Andy, you still writing? Yeah. Yep. I was writing yeah. number four. Number four. So Mark Hughes has actually got a different name for his first name. What is that name? Boom. Yeah. Hope you're all playing along at home with this one as well, and no cheating. If you can let us know your uh, your scores, that'd be brilliant. Because I know some of you like to do this. I'll give you a clue. Apparently, his um, private play has that obviously the first name and then MH as he's right. uh, yeah. Well, I'm in charge here. No clues until afterwards. 
Well, I'm not. I'm not giving a clue, but that, yeah. Eyes down. Eyes down. Right, number five, last question. What was the highest transfer fee ever paid for a player by Bradford City? And you get an extra point, so you get, need the value of it, and you get an extra point for the player as well. So there's two points up for grabs there. So Easy. What was the highest transfer fee paid for a player, and who was that player? And you get an extra point. No, you don't. That's it. No more points on offer. Okay. Are we, are we all done? Yeah. Right. At this stage, usually I get you all to mark each other's papers, but it's impossible, isn't it? So we're just going to go from the top. So I'm going to go from Andy first, and we're going to go around and just keep your hands up, lads, so you're not changing your answers. What did you have for number one? Bogota. Nope. Deck? <laughs> no idea. Okay. Good answer. Chris? Santiago. He definitely Googled it. That is correct. I didn't cheat. If you watched the video, I am fucking cheated. You did. There's no way you knew that. No, I did. I did know that. Do you believe him, boys? I'll let you be the jury on this one. Did I just swear as well? Oops. <laughs> boys? I say I we, I I say we give him it. We I give him it this you, time. I haven't cheated. Dex not I sure. Think let's see how the rest of it goes. Right, so... <laughs> Number two. I'll come to you this time, Dick. What came first, the chicken or the egg? I'll go for the chicken. <laughs> Have you? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. But then where did, the egg, where did the chicken come from? Well, it's a good point. I'm going to ask you all for your answer on this one. So, Chris? I, I had no idea. I've gone chicken. Right. I went egg. Andy gets the point on this one, just because I think it's the egg. Is that, all right? is that because you two, you know, look like eggs? Is that why? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, eggs, the egg boys. Right. Anyway, I'm putting that back on. My airline's going backwards quicker than Bradford City. Anyway, number three was Andy Cook goals in all competitions. So, Chris, come to you this time, mate. I think it's thirteen. I thought you fourteen. I've got I've 11, got... but I think that's harsh. I've got 12. <laughs> so oh. got <laughs> You're doing well. I swear, I think so it's now, 12. Now you know I'm not cheating, thank you very much. Right, I think it, I think it's 12. Um, on, I went on that transfer market. You if think... I'm wrong here, guys, let me know, but I'm pretty sure it's 12. Yeah, but they're all different. Okay. But I went on that transfer market, and that's usually pretty good. Uh, and that's down as 12 in all comps, guys. So, yeah. None of you got a point for that one. Never mind. So... The next one, Chris seems very confident on this one, so I'm not going to go to him. I'm going to go to Andy instead. Ellis. Wrong. Deck. I've got nothing. I can't remember the question either. Which These two good. are terrible. They're not joining next time. Chris. <laughs> At least I'm going to win for a change. Leslie. It is Leslie, yeah. So apparently he's Now LMH. you mention it, he's, he's number player. Yeah. Yeah. He there always goes. There you go. I've got an Andy call, Leslie, as well. Shout out if you're listening, Andy, Leslie. Um, <laughs> next one. Highest transfer fee paid for a player at Bradford City? And again, Chris seems like he knows this one, so I'm going to come to him. You want to come to me first? I'm going to come no, to go you. To them two, go to them two first. Oh, are you that confident? Are you that confident? Yeah, I'm absolutely a million percent. Any of you boys confident? No. <laughs> no idea. Okay, well, I'll come to you then, Andy. <laughs> I, I put 1.1. 1. 1. Nope. Uh, player? I don't, I don't know. I thought you said Fido then. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> they were an Oldersfield town bit. Right, never mind then. Uh, Declan? 
I've run 2.3, but I can't name the player. You were very close. Far off. Chris? Not far off. It was David Hopkin for 2.5 million. We signed him from Leeds, and I reckon the year was 2000. I'm not sure. 2000 or 2001. Yeah, bang on, but, bang on the money. So, what, 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 show what, off. what, were, the what were the scores on the doors then? I think I've just won. <laughs> no, but what, I, 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 want, I want to know the numbers, guys. What did you get out of five? Oh, okay, six? so one, two, three. Oh, did you say bonus point for yeah. the player as well? Yeah. Four. That, all right. Do we do we have to do this bit? Yeah. <laughs> you get zero. Definitely, definitely have to do it. Well, what did you get? Technically, I got one. If you're going, because I think the chicken was you either, first. You either technically got one or you didn't. So you got zero. I got <laughs> zero. Yeah. Oh, my oh I didn't come last. That's a win. What did you get, Andy? One. So I'm, I'm not having that. So, so Andy's the winner that. this week, um, just because he didn't cheat. So well done, Andy. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Because <laughs> you're just on that. There's no way you knew Santiago. I feel like you're cheating. Why not? I, are you? Why wouldn't I know about Santiago? Well, well, what's the capital of Uruguay? Why would I? If I was cheating, why didn't well, I get? You know the, that one. Why did I get the question wrong? What's, what's the capital of Uruguay? Um, looking at map behind him, geography. <laughs> no, no, not meant to, uh, Montenegro or something like that. That's a country, mate. In Europe, no, Mon. It's it's something like Montero or something like that. I yeah. Candy's googling it now. No, I'm not. Dex googling it. Look him looking down. He's reading another bear's tail. Right. Well, that's it anyway. Chris won the quiz. Well done, mate. Um, if you said you didn't cheat, we believe you. Of course, we do. Um, if anyone that... watches this video on YouTube, you will see my hands. Apart yeah. from typing down, we're not cheating. There's somebody behind you. Some somebody in front of the thing like that. <laughs> some little yeah, man. Yeah, I paid him quite a bit. Money for that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to leave it at that, guys, and, and pull the curtains on the, the first episode for me back. Thank you very much for the warm welcome, Chris, and the guys. It's lovely to be back. Um, really enjoyed this one. We're going to be putting it on audio platforms, I believe, first, because it's a little bit easier or something. I don't know. These boys know better than me, and then I think it'll be out on YouTube following that. So, yeah, anything you guys have got to say before we close up shop? Just welcome glad back. to have you back, mate. It's been, you know, obviously having you back a lot of people have asked for it but you know what we're a stronger team now there's four of us and let's see what happens and up the city up the fucking chickens i'm gonna I'm surprised. you know what though i'm surprised you say that because i've done all but abuse you all all the way through this and you're all glad to have me back still so there we go apart from deck maybe i didn't give deck as, as much abuse as he needs well maybe oh, that's, yeah. that's well, maybe week. that Turns into a bit of a section next week then. Yeah, tune in next week for the deck bashing. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, we've been the city event. Take care. Thank you for listening. Up the fucking chickens. And anybody else gonna say it? Up the fucking chickens. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.